on another planet far from Earth is a being called Rage. A castaway from another planet, he's now here. Half bear, half man. He escaped apocalyptic war on his home planet. He reluctantly fled, desperate for resources and reinforcements. However, the Jackals had other plans. They followed Rage through a wormhole and now want to rule over Earth as well. Go now to IndiePlanet.com or click the link in the podcast description for issues 1 to 3. For the complete story, and now, new off the press, special issue Rage number 4. All shall beware of Rage. beautiful sunny day out and uh, here in the state of Michigan um, I'm in studio I rarely ever record during the day but here I am it's daytime and we have ourselves an in-studio official podcast today and uh, I figured you know it's time to get back onto a regular schedule and, uh, you know, by now, you know, it's, I'm pretty hit and miss. It's like I wish I try. Ideally, every Wednesday would be a podcast uh, day or night. But it hasn't really worked out that way. Um, I am trying, though. I am trying. I do believe in the podcast. You know, I've been doing the podcast since 2009, I believe. And, um... It is a labor of love, this thing, and uh, it has morphed a little bit. It has changed a little bit. It was uh, a little bit more comedic skits. We had the more skits in the in the beginning, but uh, I ran out of gas, and I wasn't uh, producing as many episodes as I needed to, to to keep up those kind of audio skits. So I do them very sporadically. If I come up with any jokes, I let you know on the spot. I try to keep things light, keep things humorous. And, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I would like to get some more guests on eventually. Um, but things just have been rocking and rolling for me. And, uh, I can't believe it's already May. It's pretty crazy that, uh, the, the year is almost halfway over. And, uh, there's something about the winter months where I pretty much stay in and, and, uh, get things done at home. Uh, because what are you going to do? I mean, unless you're going, you're an avid skier, um, or you're out trekking, uh, you know, on the, uh, the old, what do they call that, with the tennis rackets on your, on your feet there, uh, I, uh, snow hiking or whatever. Um, I, that's just not me. I just don't, I don't really do that. I have skied in the past. Um, it was one of those rare occasions where 
the church group I was with happened to be doing it, and I, I figured, ah, what the heck. Yeah, and that, that's one of the things maybe I'll go, in, go into a little bit is not having the, uh, the groups anymore. And I think that's a big thing. Uh, I need to get back into uh, some kind of group activity where people are doing things as a group and uh, to try the new things out and, and, and all that. But uh, I have been lone wolfing it for quite some time. Uh, uh, literally lone wolfing it as, as far as the RPG books and uh, <laughs> and uh, in life in general. But uh, gonna I got some things to talk about tonight or today. I say tonight because I'm so used to doing these in the nighttime. Um, I wanted to do this podcast before I actually went out and properly started my day uh, because I it's important. It's important to me and. Uh, I wanted to say that there's a couple of things we're going to talk about. One of the things um, is going to be probably the first order of business is Overlord DVD. If you've not heard of Overlord DVD, uh, he also goes by the name Doom Doomcock, okay? And on YouTube, and he said some interesting things that I had pondered for a little bit, but I you can't. Uh, really say if they're true or not um, there's just not quite enough evidence there's only feelings and uh, things that have been obviously obviously dropped by um, uh, Kathleen Kennedy and, and the people over there at Lucasfilm uh, when it comes to Star Wars and uh, he makes some interesting connections there uh but again, it, it, is it enough to say uh, that uh, Star Wars, our, our, our culture, our pop culture is being attacked um, by, a, by a force? And, uh, well, I, I'll just go into it. I'll go into it by, you know, in a little bit here. But second thing I'm going to go over is like a review of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And so these are the two things I'll go into. If I go, if I talk about anything else, well, I'll, I'll talk about something else. But so first order of business is yeah, this video I watched, uh, Overlord DVD, also known as Doomcock. Uh, he regularly regularly reviews movies. Well, it's more about industry gossip, uh, things going on in our. In our films, and he's he's very much a uh, somebody that cares a lot about the films of our past and keeping movies uh, great and not so preachy and away from agendas, things like that. Um, and most time, I agree with him. Uh, he's he's pretty much that on um, his sources he does have uh, Hollywood insider sources um, seem, which seem pretty reliable uh, so this what he was talking about in his latest video um, is basically there's a some kind of force uh, that or they're blatantly uh, screwing up Star Wars uh, or going 
the path that is not fan friendly blatantly to destroy the uh, the franchise or even more destroy the pop culture it's an interesting interesting thing um you, I can't say it a hundred percent but you do have to it is an interesting thing to ponder um, because our pop culture in the United States is such a big part of who we are uh, in the past at least past 50 years if not longer um, and it does seem like there is a lack of uh, um, I don't know male leads uh, and, and the male leads in movies seem to get uh, uh, kind of be treated as a joke uh, there's a lot of talk about this latest latest Indiana Jones iteration um, Dial of Destiny where there's been rumors that Indiana Jones was being you know, made fun of in the movie um, uh, and, and Doomcock has pretty much said that they've changed and edited the, the, the movie and, and script severely uh, after his rebuttal of this and pointing it out um, it is interesting and it is something to ponder and it is something to keep your eye on there are possibly I mean again this can't be 100% proven it's just kind of going on feeling and instinct and uh, it, it could be there could be forces at, at Disney uh, that don't want to see, don't want a strong uh, I don't know uh a strong Star Wars culture, uh, a strong, I, you know, it, it is it is possible. It's not within the realm of impossibility. It's it's possible. Um, I'll I'll see if I can put the link uh, in the description here. But uh, check them out on YouTube. It's Doomcock. Uh, it, it this thing is it is it is interesting. We don't quite get the movies we used to. We don't get the, uh, you know. Um, I felt like kind of a similar thing with Jan the last James Bond movie and uh, spoilers um, and uh, no time to die well there is time to die because James Bond dies at the end and especially then I felt I felt like the world didn't need we didn't need that as a culture we at the time for James Bond to die everything was already so glum with uh with the 19 going on that we didn't need the uh, we didn't need it we didn't need James Bond to die and uh, the uh, plot that the villain uses is kind of COVID like um, yeah so it, it, it's a bummer there's it just, it's it is weird it's kind of like is there somebody pulling the strings um so we have to keep an eye on that. We have to be aware of that these things might be possible, at least. Um, it is strange. It is strange. And uh, so, yeah, uh, that's what I want to talk about. Um, I guess I'll go into the uh, review of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which I just just seen a few days ago. And... Uh, Looking forward to this because I had fun at the last two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. 
Second one I thought was a little uh, paced. Uh, it wasn't paced that well. Um, it had some good parts. Kurt Russell was great, um, but it just it had me. Then then I'd go to sleep for a little bit. Then I oh something's happening again. Okay, you know it's it's a little all over the map. But this one this one is good. It keeps a steady pace, although it is a long movie. All right, there will be spoilers in this review as well. It is a long, two hours and 30 minutes. And it's got a, a long second act, and it's got a long third act, too. Um, there's just a lot going on in it. There's, um, It's not a perfect film. It does have its problems, like they've said that. There, there are some things like... Adam Warlock is in this, and Adam Warlock is a major hero and uh, in Marvel, in the Marvel universe, um, especially around the Infinity Gauntlet times. He uh, has an Infinity Gauntlet, I believe, in his head, and uh, or stone, Infinity Stone, in his head, uh, kind of like Vision does. And uh, yeah, he's kind of used in this as like a uh, pretty much just a tool. Um, uh, a tool for the enemy to use. In the beginning of the uh, movie, he comes through and he just like messes up um, the guardians at their home planet, and he throws rocket around pretty good, and rocket is out of action, and um, so rocket needs uh, help. Uh, they have to. Uh, the whole team has to, uh, you know, get get something. Uh, Oh, yeah, his codes or something like that to help him out. He has a fail-safe code um, that was made by the, uh, what's his name? High Evolutionary, who is like an experimenter. He, he kind of made Rocket, uh, and he uh, makes cyborgs, basically. And uh, it's an interesting concept. Um Now, the beginning of the movie, Adam Warlock just tears up everybody, beats up, and it's a it's a neat sequence. The effects are really good. Um, one of the things I want to say is that they don't really give you a grip of his origin very much. Um, I was surprised that they didn't pick up where I think it was Guardians. I think it was Guardians Two left off with him being in a cocoon and they were making him or something and so they didn't pick back up from there they just kind of throw him into it without much explanation on his backstory or his powers and what he can do what he can't do so there's a lot of and there's a little bit there's a lot of that there's some things that either cut were cut or weren't uh, discussed and some of the things are how much beatings can people take in this? Like, in this, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy that plays it. Um, uh, I'll just say Batista because I can't remember his, should remember his name. Uh, his character in it gets uh, shot uh, in the back. And they make it seem like a death scene in a way. And he's got a big old hole in his chest. And it's like, well... How do you survive that? I don't know how you do it. 
and it's smoking and everything and like you know if he's going to take that much of a hit like he's going to be in some kind of hospital like that's major damage and then the same thing happens to <clears throat> Nebula she gets shot really bad and she's bleeding out and uh, but then you know in the next few scenes they're fine so I don't understand why you would do that and then have them come back like not not much happened uh, while Rocket gets thrown around and he's almost he's on his deathbed but just by getting thrown into a wall like what's the, you don't know the severity of the, the, the damage the weapons have and um, same with the heroes you know so there's some inconsistencies there so I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna go over the bad stuff first the bad stuff and, and Quinn doesn't have his mask on in any of the movie for 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 some reason I don't understand why it's not explained they're all wearing these neat new uniforms the blue uniforms for some reason but we're never told why they're wearing these uniforms they're just wearing them um, as opposed to their traditional individual looks uh, so I it seems kind of like the the editing was was tough <laughs> and uh, on this one um, seems a lot was shot or not enough was shot in certain things for certain explanations um, which would have been easy to just write in there and not take up too much time or space uh, all right so that's a lot of the bad stuff um, uh, yeah, so the, the movie is pretty much Rocket Raccoon, and uh, he gets messed up, and we're going into his backstory of his origins, and he was experimented on, he was just a regular ra raccoon, and then they, they uh, you know, started, uh, you know, the high evolutionary is a big, he, he wants to perfect things and make things better, but he uh, tortures uh, animals and, and from all over to evolve them and he, he ends up killing them if he sees that they're just not you know they're, they're not right or uh, a lot of them have uh, violence issues and Rocket is able to figure out you know Rocket's smart after being experimented on if, if he figures that he can um, he knows what, what the kill switch is without killing them to turn off their violence and uh See, there's a lot going on here in this story, and uh, but the main villain, the High Evolutionary, um, the actor playing him is very good. He does a great job. Um, I don't know much about the the character in the comics, um, but uh, yeah, uh, I won't go into that on here, but. Uh, the guy actor playing it does, does a great job in it. it it's very, uh, um, I don't know, sp spooky, uh, very crazy. Um, but uh, what else? What else happens in this? There's there's a lot of silliness. They go to a planet that's basically kind of a planet made out of uh, f organic flesh, I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, and they have to uh, do some get. That's where they have to get the uh, the numbers for um, 
or the code to bring uh, rock, rock, uh, Rocket back to life. And, uh, it, you know, there's some spaceship stuff, some spaceships colliding in it. And uh, the effects on the ship are really well done. And they go to another planet, and I forgot how this happens, but they end up having to go to another planet called Second Earth, or Counter-Earth, which is basically Earth, but the, the high evolutionary, um, that's where he puts his experiments and anthropomorphic uh, people on that planet. And uh, he just kind of lets them you know, live their life there. And then he feels like he has to, again, destroy everything and destroy them. Uh, for some reason, like they're, uh, they're failures or something like that. And, uh, the guardians are down there and they, I forgot what they, uh, what they have to do. Um, but yeah, I think there's a good 30 minutes they probably could have cut or 20 and they, they could have added some explanations. And this would have been better, but uh, overall, it's a dark movie <laughs> because there's a lot of sadness between the uh, rocket meets these other characters, like an otter that's been experimented on, and uh, and uh, walrus, and it's in a wheelchair, and this bunny that's its face has been messed around with. It's 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 pretty sad, but it's a it's a good movie. It's got a lot of heart to it. Um, which is it seems to be missing uh, a lot these days from the Marvel movies. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a lot of emotion. It's got a good motivation, which is uh, save Rocket. And they have like uh, the team has like 48 hours to do it. Um, so I will give this movie. Uh, I'm tempted to give it a nine out of ten because it, it does a lot more right than it does wrong. But there are some flaws in it, you know, exposition-wise. Um, so really, the you know, 8.5 would be good. But uh, I'll round it up. I'll round it up. I'll give it a 9. I think it's it's very good for what it is. It's not perfect, but it's very close. Um, and it concludes... The ending doesn't totally... Uh, break them apart but it's got a good emotional ending to it uh, with uh, with Quill um, uh, finding his, his grandpa at the end which was nice and uh, gosh what else um, everyone else is, is good um, Karen Gillan was great as Nebula uh, Bradley Cooper's on point as Rocket Ra Raccoon especially playing Rocket before he was experimented on and uh, could talk like like the beginnings of him talking as that character was interesting and uh, yeah this this is some great special effects in here for CG and uh, it has a lot of heart and emotion good motivations which has been lacking like this is better than love Thor love and thunder and uh, it takes itself a little bit more seriously but the jokes land. Most of the jokes land. Um, and it, yeah, it doesn't. It, although there are some 
things where it's like there's a lot of dark subject matter, but and then there's some jokes uh, layered in between those, which it's like ah, you know. Someone made a great point. Like you should let the uh, dark moments stand. You don't don't feel like you need to have a joke after each heavy part. Um, so this is definitely one of the darkest Marvel movies I've seen since uh, Endgame was pretty dark because of uh, Tony. So probably since since Endgame. Um, and this is the best one since uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So, well done. Well done. Uh, I recommend it. Check it out. It's Be ready for some experimental stuff on it. You know. <laughs> be ready to have your heart broken. So, it, it might not be quite... It might be too much for a lot of people. And I think that might be the thing getting in the way of this being a bigger hit. Um, just because it has those elements in it. Um, but there you go, Guardians 3. Enjoyed it. Not perfect, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I liked it even more than the second one. Um, uh, but it's not without its problems. So I'd say 8.5 to 9. I wouldn't go lower than an 8 on this movie for sure. Um, yeah, so there's your review. Um, I hope to have the next Bond movie review. I believe that's Octopussy coming up shortly. Uh, what else? What else has been going on? And then Hambo's life. I, I finished my comic, uh, Rage Number Four. That's a big deal. I put a little. I put a little uh, commercial together. Maybe you guys could check it out. Um, I'll put the link in the description. Um, you can go to indieplanet.com and. Uh, uh, you can basically either get mailed to you, um, but the the less pricier route route is a digital digital download for ninety nine cents. You can download all my issues on there for ninety nine cents. Um, rage number one through four, and I am working on Rage number five right now as we speak, and uh, the script is basically done. Um, might need some touching up on some parts of it, but uh, I'm going forward with that. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, you to my YouTube channels are still going pretty good. Check out my 10-second uh, cartooning uh, YouTube channel, as well as you can always check out Mustang Seven, my YouTube channel there. That's the home of the home of the Ham Palace, pretty much. Um, I haven't put in, been putting out any long-term, uh, I mean, long-form videos as much. So I'm gonna something that's I'm gonna have to jump back onto. And uh, Solo Quester, my RPG, solo RPG role-playing uh, channel, where I play out a lot of uh, games that can be played solo, uh, which are role-playing games. And um, boy, what else? What else? Working a lot. Uh, we got uh, some things coming up. We got Mother's Day, um, so that's taking up some mental real estate. Uh, as well, uh, also Hambo's got a surgery. Hambo's going into surgery this this weekend coming up, uh, getting a, a cataract re removed from my left eye, which will be tons of fun, and that's also taking up a lot of mental real estate. 
and uh, so hopefully they'll give me enough drugs to uh, not well yeah let the let the surgery go through okay um, I, I have had laser surgery done to my eyes before and that was difficult because uh, keeping my eye open I see was was the tough thing so we'll see uh, we'll see how that goes um, so yeah I uh, got a lot going on this week, and uh, that's why I wanted to get a podcast out now and uh, talk to everybody. And uh, boy, you know that, that one of the things about doing a podcast is like you want to have something interesting to say that's entertaining. And I just sometimes I really I'm not sure how much I got in the tank, honestly, uh, to talk to you guys about. So I try to kind of wait to have something interesting to say and then say it <laughs> rather than just kind of go on and let's see what happens, which sometimes I do mostly most of the time in the live uh, in the uh, the live uh, casts there. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but usually I have kind of a structure of what I want to talk about. Um, comics. I've been reading some fun stuff. I've been reading uh, some samples on Amazon Kindle. Um, uh, basically, uh, Batman, um, Batman '89, which is a continuation of um, the Keaton Batman verse, which is cool. Uh, I'm I plan on reading more of that. I'm also planning on reading. I, I downloaded a sample of the Hunt for Wolverine. Because I never was na- I was never able to collect the issues where Wolverine comes back um, from the Animantium uh, uh, freeze, where he where he basically died, um, and a vat of Animantium went over him, and he was like in suspended and anim- dead in this encased Animantium, and saving some kids or something like that, from what I remember. So that. Uh, I'm just gonna have to put my money down for that and read that. And uh, but there's something else. I rewatched Watchmen, um, not the movie, but I have the ultimate cut. And the ultimate cut of Watchmen includes a motion comic, um, which is fantastic. Um, it's basically the whole graphic novel, but animated with the original artwork. And some a guy doing one guy doing the voice of everybody, which I think he should have. <laughs> they should have gotten some other voices, so he doesn't have to do, didn't have to do the female voices. But other than that, it's fantastic, and uh, it was such a well done story, so well thought out from inside to out, outside. And um, I am looking at the case right now. I'm going to read uh, Alan Moore's. Swamp Thing next, but Alan Moore wrote Watchmen, and uh, I'm definitely going to read Swamp Thing, his acclaimed Swamp Thing run. And uh, so it's great because I can, you know, for a decent price, I can download these these uh, these comics, these graphic novels. Now the thing is, why don't I just buy the comics? Well, I don't have any room. <laughs> in the studio anymore 
four comics. I've hit my limit, basically. And I have to get rid of some comics to make room for new ones. And I don't want to really keep doing that. So I'm kind of at kind of at an end for collecting comics, unfortunately. I just hit the limit. I hit the wall. And uh, it stinks, because I love buying comics. I love sitting down, uh, going to the John, and uh, reading comic and, and taking it in, going to eat. Uh, here in Michigan, they have these uh, franchises called Tubbies. I love going into Tubbies and sitting down and having a nice steak and cheese sub and reading a comic book. And uh, that's one of the small things in life that I enjoy. Um, uh, but I also read um, Will Eisner's The Spirit, and The Spirit Volume One, and that's a pretty. That, I might do a YouTube video on that on Mustang Seven, uh, talking about Will Eisner and his his style and his you know his art, how he lays out a comic book page and how many panels he can get on a page is amazing and make work and have it have a a narrative flow where it doesn't throw you completely off the rails. And so there's definitely something to learn from that. Spirit, if you didn't know, Spirit is one of the original crime fighters with uh, masked crime fighters that gets his powers um, uh, through kind of like a magic potion of sorts or yeah, a, a chemist's a potion, but you might as well just call it a magic potion, really. And he comes back from seemingly the dead he you know comes out of a grave like he has a headquarters in uh, in a uh, uh, what do you call that graveyard um, or he, he pulls himself out uh, after presumed dead by his uh, uh, superior there and he comes back with uh, I don't know if it's super strength kind of super strength super super agility um, Although these, those aren't really, they don't really go into the limits of his powers too much. Um, but it is interesting, and uh, this is one of the guys that is responsible for a, a really, uh, uh, a really forward development in, in in sequential art and the graphic novel form and superheroes in general. And uh, yeah. Maybe I'll go back, go into that a little bit more in a, in a future podcast, or definitely in my YouTube uh, channel. So uh, I believe I put the, the the link for the YouTube channel put above and at the homepage here. But uh, yeah, so I, you know, I want to bring comics into this a bit more because I, you know, I always say that this podcast is about movies, comics, uh, uh, a little bit of comedy, hopefully, and life lessons. But the comics has kind of been lacking, and a lot of that is because I just haven't been buying a lot because I haven't had any room. I have still have plenty of comics and storage I could take out and go over uh, issues, which I, I might. I still do that. I do have to keep going through uh, Wolverine's Red Book and go into his history a bit more, which is fun. And uh, maybe I'll do that next in the next uh, podcast. But I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to keep this about a lean 35 minutes. Um, looking forward to doing the Octopussy uh, review soon um, but I gotta get out there and enjoy some of that day it's just really really nice and uh, maybe I'll get some frisbee golf in And uh, but yeah um, 
thanks for listening, everybody. And I'm looking forward to doing more of these this month. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll probably be doing the uh, the, uh, the local comic book convention circuit with my uh, comic Rage Number Four, which you should be able to find a link to at the uh, in the description below. All right. Till then, may you all have long days and pleasant nights.